which I think is kind of common. I think that happens to a lot of people. I can't grieve this right now because I have to take care of whatever it is. And then we never get around to grieving. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. So welcome back to another episode of the Tangible Truths Podcast. I'm Carrie, hanging out with Susan, and this is actually kind of fun. We took the podcast on the road, Mm -hmm. so we're in Susan's living room, Yay! on the couch. My shoes are off. We have blankets. We're nice and cozy today, Mm -hmm. and the last several weeks, we've been talking about trauma and grief and when life throws us major curveballs. And we just find ourselves completely and totally overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And when we started talking about this, Susan said, okay, but if we're going to talk about this, we have to have my friend Angie on the podcast. Yes, I did. And so I want you to introduce Angie and tell us why you said she had to be a part of this series. Okay. As we began to talk about trauma more and more, I did bring up Angie's name because... God love Angie, has been through so much trauma Mm. in her life. First of all, we are so thrilled that you agreed to come on. Angie and I have been lifelong friends, have been friends since we were eight years old. Okay, can we just stop right there and just acknowledge how awesome that is? That is awesome. And and it's rare. Yeah, it's it's so rare. Yeah, very rare. Mm -hmm. That's since the third grade. Angie and I, we're definitely best childhood friends. Angie was always at my house or I was always at her house. So we're more like sisters, Mm -hmm. you know, when you say Angie. Yes. Definitely. So it's just such a privilege to have her on the podcast and an honor that she would come and share this moment Mm -hmm. with our audience because I trust that she'll be honest, vulnerable, sincere. So what you see is what you get type of thing. So that is the short answer to why Angie. Yeah. I knew all those things would happen. To kind of help with follow through of what you and I Mm -hmm. have been talking about on all the different levels of trauma, how it affects the body, Mm -hmm. the mind, all of those things. And it's always fun. To have a guest come to kind of say, okay, real life, because they hear our stories sometimes. And And I know I can tend to get really nerdy and into like the science behind stuff. And you as a counselor, you can get kind of therapeutic about things. But to hear someone's firsthand story of this is what I walked through and how it affected me is kind of our goal today. Yes. Yeah. On a very practical Mm -hmm. note. I'm so excited that she's here. And Angie, I just want to say, you know, first of all, thank you for being willing to do this. Although if you've been friends with Susan since the third grade, you're probably in the same boat as the rest of us is you just do what Susan says. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> yes, she doesn't really true. ask as much as like, you're going to do this and it's going to be great. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. But she always knows what's best for us, even if we don't know what's best for ourselves. But I'm excited because I really don't know your story. And I kind of intentionally was like, don't tell me. I want to sit down and 
just kind of hear your story firsthand today. So I would love for you to kind of just walk us through the highlights. I know that there was a season where it feels like everything all at once just kind of crashed in on you. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. Yeah. So kind of, can you take us back to that season and kind of what was going on in your life then? Yes, I can, Carrie. And first of all, thank you both for having me and for trusting me yes. to be on your podcast. Mm-hmm. That is, that's very meaningful and it's an honor to be here. And I'm here because I trust you, Susan, mm-hmm. 100%. And I love this podcast. You both just play off each other mm-hmm. and you're both so knowledgeable and you work in tandem so well. I love this podcast. Oh, so well, I'm thrilled you. to be here. We thank love that. You. But I think I want to share with you about the last five years journey yeah. that I've had mm-hmm. because I was married for 37 years, raised two children, then had my first grandchild, Mm -hmm. uh, Dylan, Mm -hmm. and she is uh, just the light of my life. And then about a year after that, all my primary relationships Mm -hmm. started either falling apart or ended with death Mm -hmm. in a very short period of time. And my husband at the time decided that he no longer wanted to be married. Mm -hmm. And through a six-month process of trying to work on that and save the marriage, in the end, he still did not want to be married. And so uh, I had to take the step at that time to file for divorce. Uh, that was not in my vocabulary. Especially, I'm thinking, 37 years in. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, that was, I can almost not find words to describe yeah. what that experience was like because it was so devastating. And not just to me, my children, mm. my sisters, My father, who was, both of my parents were living, but my mother had Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And during that whole year prior to the announcement that that my husband didn't want to be married anymore, I was driving back and forth between Greenbrier and Arkadelphia, caring for my mom who had Alzheimer's and trying to help my dad and tag team with my Mm -hmm. sister, which was an honor. But I had already lost the mother that I knew at the point Mm -hmm. that... We separated. So you were already in grief. So I was already in In grief grief over losing my mother to Alzheimer's. Right. Mm -hmm. Then. Yet still having to care for her. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And help make Which is very complicated grief. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm reading every book about Alzheimer's and trying to get her Mm -hmm. to the doctor that's on TV in Little Rock that Mm -hmm. talks about it and to the Mm -hmm. specialist. Get her the best care. So. You know, my focus had been that a lot, and that blew up my world. Mm. That announcement blew up my world, as it did my dear friends and family yeah, Mm -hmm. and support system, because I don't think it was in any of our vocabulary. That's the only way I know to put it. That was not an option. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, you know, there was just about a year of, I don't even know what happened during that year, Mm -hmm. other than just... Tons of prayer and support and 
you know, phone calls all through the night mm-hmm. and to Susan and, and my friend Karen, and I'm hiding in my guest bedroom. This mm-hmm. is what's going on. I don't know how to live through this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Right. How do I live through this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do I just go through the next day? Yes. Yeah. Do the next thing. Yeah. How do, how how do, do I, I do fix thing? supper? Mm-hmm. How do I go to the grocery store? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I know that I survived, but it was only because of that very strong support Mm -hmm. that was very much daily Mm -hmm. and just what I needed at the, at the moment. And there was a lot, I didn't want to tell my dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was so much, I didn't Mm -hmm. want to hurt him in that way. And he had my mother and that was not in his vocabulary either. It was not an option. Yeah. I'm just thinking as you're, as you're saying this of, especially talking about how it didn't just affect you. Yes. You know, when, when we marry, we become part of that, that other person's family and they become part of our family. And here you are almost 40 years into this man being a part of your family. Yes. Your mom, your dad, your siblings. And then when your family is going through probably one of the hardest things they've ever walked through your mom's. Alzheimer's diagnosis. Yes. Yes. Here you, you guys lose a member of the family Mm -hmm. and that wasn't just you, but it was everyone. Yes. And not only that, but I'm just thinking, you know, we, I lost my dad in the last year. And so there's been more care given to my mom. Yes. And I just think about how much I lean on my husband Mm -hmm. as I'm caring for my mom, Mm -hmm. you know, and here you're in this situation where you're caring for your mom and that one person that you're supposed to be able to lean on decides to up and leave. Yes. And, and I did lean on him and he did go through that journey with me to a certain point in time when things changed and I still cherish and treasure that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then suddenly I was completely alone. There was no longer a team. Yeah. And and that was devastating. It was very devastating. On top of, I'm going to jump in there again. Yeah, I'm going to jump in there again on the grief part that you were already grieving mm-hmm. the loss of my mom mm-hmm. not being the mom that she used to be. So mm-hmm. I've already lost that mom and I'm grieving over losing that mom, helping my daddy in that process and now on top of that, I'm losing my husband. Yeah. Not only was I losing him, but he was choosing to abandon me. Yeah. In this life process, in this grief process. So that's a betrayal. Mm. It was. And a rejection. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I still mm-hmm. struggle with how, mm-hmm. why are we not growing old together? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. why yeah. is he not here to go through this loss with me. Yeah. And I'm sorry that you lost your dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A year, about a year ago. About a year ago, mm-hmm. almost. I'm yeah. sorry. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it just, it's reminding me of, you know, just how intertwined all these relationships are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just thinking, cause I've been divorced as well of the conversations that I had with my mom when my husband left, 
you know? Yes. And how I imagine you would have wanted to Mm -hmm. sit on the couch with your mom. Yes. And say, mom, how do I survive this? And yet you're in the role of the caregiver. That's right. So I'm curious from, you know, you said you're married, you raise these kids, you've got a new grandbaby, you're taking care of your mom. So you have this role in your life where my job is to take care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. And yet here you are needing care. What was that like for you to be in a position of, I need somebody to help me through this situation? I think it was a little bit shocking Mm -hmm. to me to be in a position of such vulnerability. And I just had taken for granted, you know, that my people were there for me for a lifetime. And so it was very lonely. It was extremely frightening. Mm -hmm. And it it made me sometimes just physically sick. Mm -hmm. And I also was even ashamed in the beginning to let my sisters know. Mm-hmm. And I even moved to an apartment mm-hmm. without letting my sisters know. But my daughter moved to, and she finally intervened and called my sister and said, this is what's going on. Well, they and their husbands both all, you know, they all four dropped everything and drove mm. to Conway to support me right? because it was, you know, it was just really bad. Yeah. So I'm so grateful that my daughter did that. Yes. And but I think let you them know, but I was ashamed. Yes. 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 Because when we're always the one who's strong mm-hmm. and we're always the one to take care of someone else, we don't want people to know. Hey, I could really use a hug right now. Mm-hmm. I could really use support right now. Mm-hmm. Truth. Mm-hmm. But when you say they, they dropped everything and came. In a split second. And the tears came to your eyes. Like mm-hmm. even now, remembering that, what, what does that mean to you that they dropped everything and came? Well, it meant everything. Mm-hmm. It meant everything to me because mm-hmm. I was so frightened and so... Uncertain and, certain and mm-hmm. just, I could hardly breathe. And what did that do to the shame? Oh, it released it. That's yeah. right. It just released mm-hmm. that shame because that's right. They loved me regardless yeah. that's of that's right. And you know, I even owned. I was like, I must have done something wrong. You know, I have failed. This is mm-hmm. I have failed, and they mm-hmm. loved me unconditionally. Right. They came and said, "We don't care what we're here." Mm-hmm. We're, you know, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. And Angie, that wasn't your only loss in that period of time. You know, within right. that time frame that you were talking about. Within five months. Yeah, it was not, not even, I was going to say, it was the six beginning. months. Tell the audience what happened. Okay, so within a few months of my divorce, I started a new job working mm-hmm. for my son, mm-hmm. and I was pretty much retired. Uh, and so I'm driving to Little Rock and working. And um, Mother mm-hmm. got an infection mm-hmm. and ended up in ICU mm-hmm. in the hospital with a severe infection. And um, 
I drove back and forth to Arkadelphia when I wasn't working to stay with her in the ICU that my sister Nan and I took turns. And um, when she finally got well enough, she was in a regular room. While she was in the hospital, my dad, who was my strong person mm-hmm. who would call and I still have some of his voicemails on yeah. my phone. And he called me Annie. And he his voicemails would say, hey, Annie, this is Daddy just calling to check on you. I mm-hmm. want to check on your welfare. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. How sweet. And uh, so call me. He ended up in the same hospital with an infection from a wound in his arm. Wow. And so they were on the same floor, Mother and Daddy. And Daddy was just large and in charge and stubborn and visiting with everyone. And we all thought, you know, they're going to take care of this. Mm -hmm. He had a little procedure on his arm and he's going to be great. The day the procedure was over, Susan and her mother walked in the door of the hospital to visit. Uh And daddy said, Susie Q. That's what he called me. Uh And so they walked in and here, here they come. Mary, Mm -hmm. he was so glad to see Susan and Mary. And two days later, he died. Wow. And we, we were stunned. Mm -hmm. I just told Susan this morning that as I was still sitting in his room, Uh uh-huh after they had taken his body and everything, that the physical therapist came in and said, hey, where'd your daddy go? Wow. Because it was so So unexpected. Unexpected, yeah. And then down the hall, we had mother. Do we tell mother that daddy just died? Do we share this news with her? It was a nightmare. Yeah. Truly. So, three weeks later, my mother passed away. Mm, Three weeks later. Three weeks later. And I was able to go. I was with her and knew that she was dying. It was Mm -hmm. the later stages. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, you know, it was very difficult. And like I said, I had grieved so much over Mm -hmm. mother. But we really didn't have time to grieve daddy's death because... We were calling, you know, relatives and friends in to come and stay with mother so that we could get daddy's funeral planned and do all those things. And um, there was another family funeral in the middle of those two deaths, the three weeks. So we had three weekends in a row that we attended funerals and sat on the front row as family. And so it was a stunning turn of events in such a short period of time that I don't even remember. Mm, Of course. No. And then, and suddenly my husband wasn't there to to support me. And that was shocking to everyone. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was because many didn't know your situation. Many with him. Yes. And I'm standing by, you know, Mm -hmm. in the visitation and many people would come up and ask me, you know, Where's your husband? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're and having so to share this news. I'm standing as by you're my burying parents. your parents. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. And I, I don't know. I might be standing by you. Yes. I was standing Susan by you. Susan yeah. and Steve sat yeah. with the family. They were that role for me. Yeah. But 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. As you're sharing all this, like I'm just getting angry. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm getting so yes. angry. It's unbelievable. Isn't because it? it's like, you know, we know that hard things are going to come into our lives. Mm-hmm. We know that people are going to die. Unfortunately, we know that we will probably get betrayed on some level by somebody in our mm-hmm. life. But for this, like one after another, after another, like I'm just sitting here going, when is enough enough? And so I'm kind of curious for you, like, did you have that point where you were like, what on earth? Like, this is, this is too much. What's going on? Yes. Um, I did. And I had such wonderful support again, my friends, my deepest, closest friends, all are very strong. They love Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were the hands and feet of Jesus to me in every bit of it. A lot of it is a blur after that. Um, And I ended up being the executor for my, or executrix for my mother's estate, my daddy's estate. Right. So I had a lot of responsibility afterward that just carried on. But as that got settled in and we sold the house and dealt with all the property, you know, over a couple of years, Uh things sort of settled down. Right. Um, until Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. a year, uh, just like maybe 13 months ago, Thanksgiving, my youngest sister, Tammy, her husband, Paul, who Mm -hmm. just, he was a therapist and a teacher and was such a wonderful support during my divorce. He had a routine surgery, Mm -hmm. came home. We missed him at Thanksgiving. Everyone comes to my house at Thanksgiving and, um, my sister and I called to talk to Tammy on that Sunday morning after Thanksgiving and Paul was doing great and everything. And he had eaten Thanksgiving leftovers Mm -hmm. and Tammy said, wait a minute, Paul's not breathing. Mm. And Paul closed his eyes and he said, I love you and closed his eyes and died my brother-in-law wow, in his recliner sitting beside Tammy. Thanks. You know, right after Thanksgiving a year ago. And not only was he a teacher and a therapist and worship leader and all mm-hmm. these things, he was Tammy's primary caregiver. Mm. And we had no idea the extent of how sick she was until Paul passed away. And right. we began to understand how mm-hmm. much he took care of her and, mm-hmm. and did things for and her. And left that void. And left a huge void. Yeah. We were stunned. He was 57. Paul was 57. Oh, my goodness. No, no. Tammy was 57. Paul was 55. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go ahead and fast forward and tell you then that I lost my sister Tammy a year later, which was on January 8th of this year. Okay, but seriously, when is enough enough, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yes. 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 And so it's just layer upon layer right. of grief. And the reason you have been executor, Angie is a CPA, um, but that also has added an extra bit of trauma yes. to the grief because I'll go ahead and call it what it is. Carrie has experienced it through their death. 
Mm-hmm. I have experienced it very recently from my mother's death. And you have multiple times now as executor, the business side mm-hmm. yes. of death causes trauma. Yeah. Yes, it does. Because you are having to relive and be triggered every single time you pick up a document, yes. like every single time you, and you've had to do this multiple times, every yeah. family member. Yes. Because you are appointed, you have been appointed by the family. All four deaths, I was appointed by their will and I, as the executrix uh, of their estates. You have, and I am not lost on that. Mm. As, as And that not only does been. that, every time you have to deal with something, mm-hmm. it brings up emotion, but it also causes you to have to delay the grieving process. Exactly. Because you have to take care of the things. Yes. You have to plan the funeral. You have to talk to the lawyers. You have to cut off this to do that. Right. You have to close And that so grief is like an embodied mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. where we can't think clearly. We can't function very well. Yet when you're having to deal with the business end of things, you have to be able to think clearly and function. Mm-hmm. So you have to like choose to shove grief to the side Mm -hmm. to deal with the business side of things. Mm -hmm. And in your situation, it just feels like, you know, you went into that mode of, I have to deal with the business side of things. I'll grieve that when I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then every time that got done, here's another loss. That's right. So now I have to delay grief again. Yes. Here's another loss. And now I have to delay grief again. And it's like, it's just been pushing, pushing, pushing against it which I think is kind of common. I think that happens to a lot of people. It does. I can't grieve this right now because I have to take care of whatever it is. And and then we never get around to grieving. That's right. It's why, and I know you probably feel this way, but it's when people ask me, Susan, how are you doing? I I literally say, good day, bad day. Mm -hmm. And it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm taking care of the business side of grief, it'll be, Good day, bad day. In layman's term, it sounds cold, uh-huh. but I have to shut down grief absolutely in order to take care of the business side. Mm-hmm. Angie and you, one hundred percent agree, right? One hundred percent. And then when I turn it back, I'm I'm grieving. I'm crying. I'm having ugly cry day. I do all that, and then if I have to take care of business. Right. Yes. And even in the middle of taking care of business, you get that hat on and you're playing that role. You pick up a piece of mail and it says to the estate of your loved one, Uh you know, to the estate of Tammy Graves. And I'm like, why am I reading this? How can this be her estate? How can this be her estate? And that's what you're talking about. This triggers every document. Every document. It's like you're. This can't be real. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's surreal. It's surreal. Yeah. Exactly. Surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Angie, with all of this grief, uh, I do want to ask you something because I know you've been listening to the podcast. So you know that Carrie and I have really been talking a lot about how grief trauma affects the body. Oh, yes. And I know you and I have talked so much about this. So how has it affected the body, your body? Well, there are a couple of different ways. I'm going to say the first one is my coping mechanism, my go-to that I'm going to be really vulnerable about this and say that food and eating and, Mm -hmm. you know, that would help me feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I've gone to food many times Mm -hmm. and overeaten and just 
been ridiculous about it. Yeah. And sometimes it was okay, you know. Yeah. To eat well was a way to nourish myself and take good Mm. care of myself. Mm -hmm. The self-care thing, like you Mm -hmm. all talked about in the last episode of completing the stress cycle. Yeah. That was an excellent podcast. And so you described me perfectly, but it was just like sometimes all these layers of grief inside of me would get so wound up. I couldn't express it or do anything about it. And I'm not going to go out and choose this or that, but I could go pour three bowls of golden grams in a bowl and eat them one after the other. Right. And it eased my Mm -hmm. pain Mm -hmm. and my angst for a time, Mm -hmm. as you both said. Mm -hmm. And I was grateful. Yeah. I was grateful Mm -hmm. to have some relief. Mm -hmm. And so then you go back to it and then, you know, you realize this is not healthy. And then your body, it takes a toll on your body. Mm -hmm. And then the other way is just physically reacting to triggers Mm -hmm. that my, you know, right now, my stomach, the top of my stomach, just because we've been talking about Mm -hmm. this and I've brought all this up, there's just a sharp pain in the top top of my stomach that is from nothing but what we have just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes to my head and I can be perfectly fine, but pick up a piece of mail or get a phone call Mm -hmm. from this about one of the deaths Mm -hmm. or run across a piece of and it just flows over my body, kind of from my stomach up through my throat, this tightness, Mm -hmm. and then I'll have a lingering headache. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there have been many times, especially in 2022, I left this out. On the first day of 2022, my 37-year-old daughter was in a near-fatal accident driving home from work. And I had to call her dad go to the ER, be there with the blood and the stuff, and she's going to be okay. She has a concussion still, but that was a week before my sister passed away. And because of the accident and I was taking care of her and her daughter, I couldn't be with my sister the week Mm. that before she died. And we didn't know she was Mm -hmm. going to die. Right. So I am exhausted When I go through these things and since Jenny's wreck and Tammy's death and then Susan's mother's accident Mm -hmm. and her death, you can blow me down Mm -hmm. with a little poof of air. I have feel physically like I have no strength or energy. Yeah. Very well said because everyone's body and thank you for being that vulnerable and for sharing that with the audience, because our bodies respond to trauma. We feel it in our bodies, Mm -hmm. Angie. And I know you intimately, and I know you get these migraines that you described, and they're migraines, aren't they? Yes. And I know that you get them. And so you describe that very clearly. And I know how our bodies respond and how, you know, your stomach Mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you sharing how your body is affected by all this trauma, Mm -hmm. both, you know, in the moment, in the here and now, 
and past yes. when it when you're triggered, you know, because those are also two different things. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you distinguishing both of those too. So yeah. well, thank you. Yeah. And I I shared it transparently because I want you listeners to know it's normal. Mm-hmm. And it is normal. it's okay. Listen to it and let it be and take care of yourself. That's right. Because you, this is not something you can quote unquote rise above that mm-hmm. we have been brought up to do. Mm-hmm. It so is true. what it is. Give it respect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important to respect that really hard things have an effect on us mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally. And I think so many times we don't give grief and trauma the respect that it deserves. Mm-hmm. And that's how we get stuck in it mm-hmm. by not honoring it and not respecting it and not like taking the time to work through it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay. So unfortunately I'm going to have to put a pin in this mm-hmm. because I feel like we could just talk and talk and talk. And there's so much more to your story. I know. And so many more questions that I have for you. Um, but we are out of time for today, but I'm going to ask you this, Susan and I've been talking about trauma for the last few weeks. And I'm just thinking so many of the things that you brought up today are real life examples Mm -hmm. of the conversation that we have planned to record next. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you if you'll stick around Mm -hmm. and kind of eavesdrop on what Susan and I are going to dig into. And we might ask you a few questions on if you've experienced this through the things that you've walked through. Oh, yep. For that. Yeah. Yes. It'll be be fun. It'll be fun. fun. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Angie, thanks so much for sharing a part of your story with us. And Mm -hmm. I just want to let you know how much I just admire your resilience Mm -hmm. and your willingness to continue to be authentic through all this hard stuff. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you, Angie. I love you too. Grow through pain. If that, you know, I do believe that that statement is true Mm -hmm. and you're living proof of it. Absolutely. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you both so Mm -hmm. much. By the grace of God. Did I say that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this episode and we will see you next week. We're going to do some deep dive into how trauma and grief affects us. And uh, we hope you'll stick around for it. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.